Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book review, no book that I do as I do it. Okay, I've already done like three attempts at the start of this. This is enough. Joining me today is uh, Juliana. Say hello, Juliana. Hi, 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 Juliana. Uh, no, say hi, hello everyone. to the people listening. <laughs> I think that's the way it works. Got this great uh, comment the other day, or just, uh, when was it? Um, one new comment on the October 29th. What is it? Oh, yeah, two days ago. Yeah. Soren, Soren, don't know. It's got a funny... Soren. It's got a line through the O. Yeah. Don't know how you say that. Soren. Uh, it says, hi. Don't know if it's on purpose, but the last handful of... Ep- of ep- if episode of episodes, I guess, Juliana, spelled with an A, have taken on the role as journalist. She asks questions during the view in order to ensure clarity, consistency, and all the basic information is provided. She also breaks up longer rants or digressions <laughs> and avoid deftly going into arguments. This re- works really well and give her all it gives the overall show a better flow. So keep it up. So just want to say your uh, contributions to the podcast are very highly appreciated. Okay, which that's, is why that's good. I think finished this book last week on my last work trip right and this was like nine days ago or something like that i still don't know what this book is and what well exactly but the point is i could have just recorded the podcast by myself in my cabin I, sure. To be honest, I, I didn't have... You might not have time for that. Well, it wasn't about time. It was that my bags didn't turn up for my last gig and I did seven days at sea with none of my normal equipment, which means True. I didn't actually have a, a microphone, microphone, which I, I have done in well, the past. Well, you have done with, just with your MacBook. Yeah, with just on my MacBook. Also, I've just done it on my phone, just talking into, oh, the, right. uh, uh, into the phone. Quality is not that good. So it's not just about audio quality not having my normal microphone with me, but also... You with me, and you, you make the you make the uh, podcast what it is, and I'm just well, saying that I'm, people are I'm replying. the representative of the listeners. Yes, of the non in in your presence. All right, so here's a book. The book that we're going to talk about on this episode is called Recursion by Blake Crouch, and it came out in. This is this is the way I should have done this here. Uh, um, what is it? Uh, published in uh, oh, it says June eleventh, two thousand and nineteen. But I thought it was oh, an so older it's book a recent one. Oh, maybe, maybe it, it was just a new edition. Maybe the edition. Uh, yeah, maybe look maybe on Wikipedia. Or all editions. Anyway, so a recent, I guess, a recent book. Um, and what's his name? Crouch. Blake Crouch. As in crouching down. Yes, crouching down. He's the uh, author of the forthcoming novel Dark Matter. Oh, this is from 2015, this blurb. Anyway, so yeah, he's a... He's an established writer um, in science fiction. Is he? Yeah, well, maybe not just in science fiction, but like in in other genres as well. Oh, right. Um, And I think that's one of the things that you find about this book. It really does feel like someone who's like a a genre writer. In fact, I just noticed something here in one of these reviews. Um, uh, Gota rated it five stars. It said, Blake Crouch seems to be Mr. Genre Fiction. I've read books that are clear thrillers, horror, mystery, but his best books are, uh, his best books though are science fiction. So he, you know, he, he does all these different things, also science fiction. Okay, well, the, f- the way that you just said it now, I thought you would be mixing up genres within a book. Uh, no, this is, this it's is uh, quite like a... Quite set. So here's okay. the thing about this book. This was recommended to me. Actually, I should go over to um, the SFBRP listeners group discussion and, and check out this book. Books I would like to see reviewed. A few people mentioned this book. Oh, it was backed up by a few people. Okay. Oh, it always takes me... Why does it always take me to the first... It always takes me to the first page in that thing. I want it to take me to the last one. Yeah. Um, so uh, someone says, I think you might like recursion, which reminds me of Minding Tomorrow, as there is a form of time travel that leads to recurring events with a twist 
that rapidly grows out of hand. Okay. Um, Does、I've、recursion been, is that is that actually a word or yeah, is it a made-up word? Yeah, recursion is something、word? if something、Some uh, repeats, reoccurring, re- re- yeah, reoccurring. So so、okay. it repeats over and over again. But recursion, there's other words for it. You know, there's like inception. Uh, yeah, it, well, it's not what it's not inception, but there's a word which it sounds like oh recursion. But then when you get into like computer programming, it has a, like a, a specific meaning. Or if、right. you get into maths and stuff, it's got a specific meaning. Okay.、Um, yeah. So I don't need to talk about maths except except the idea is is there is a something reoccurs something the recursion, but also recursion loop. Oh, I should have looked this up. I should have googled、um, define recursion. Let me quickly do this. Define、um, recursion. Re- recursion. Okay,、yeah. so it's not like he he came up with a word、uh, to fit his concept. There was already a word, and he just uses that. Okay, this is a good recursion、uh, occurs when you apply something to something, and、yeah. then the next time it comes down the loop, you do the same application to the result of the previous thing. So the,、okay. the obvious thing here, as it says, is. Is these fractals? Can we look at this fractal thing here? You see this fractal? Oh、uh, yeah. You yeah. see the triangle, but inside、yeah. the triangle is triangles, and inside the triangle is another three triangles, inside that triangle is another three triangles, and also you know like、it's、a like tree, an infinity loop. A tree you can think of as a recursion, like you split it up into some branches, and then you have a smaller branch which also had branches, which well, also、uh, so、looks like a tree. Just keep splitting into two,、splitting. and if you keep splitting into two, so、right. recursion isn't just something repeating; it's taking the previous output from the system and then. Iterating、in. on it with the same process, and that's more recursion. That's kind of what I was thinking about with computer programming. Is sort of like、right. you take something, modify it, and then the next loop, modify it again, and the next loop, modify it again. Okay, but not randomly, but just the same maybe thing. Maybe randomly. Maybe、or、some maybe random、randomly. inputs are in there. Okay. You see that tree? That tree diagram is random. You don't know which way、right. they're going to go off. I、Whereas、see. the triangles are very set. It's sort、yeah. of like this one's here. Rotate it 180 degrees. That one there. No, not 100. What? 120 degrees.、Uh, <laughs> rotate it again. Rotate it again.、Yeah. You know that kind of thing. Okay. You can、uh, you you reuse a、so、recursive it a, algorithm. So it is it is a mathematical yeah、uh, like a mathematical term. term. Yeah, I and, guess so.、Uh, okay. So let's put all that aside first of all. Yeah. Because it kind of gives away a little bit about the book. Of course. And you、does. start off the book thinking. Well, you're not quite sure what the book is going to be, and this is a quite a, a, a chunky、um, audio book. Well, not a, it's not a, a chunky audio book, but when you start off, the, the writing style and the way it's set up feels like it's going to be kind of a brisk read. You know, you're, gonna, you're starting off, and you know the way the characters are set up, goes... lots of shorthands into characters. Okay. And so it starts off, you think, oh, this is going to be a brisk novel, or there's going to be lots of characters, and we're going to have a lot of these things. But it's actually a ten-hour audio book. Which... Is that long? It's、it not long, feel that long, but here's the thing: as I started reading it for the the duration of the way things were being set up and the characters were being set up and、yeah. things were being revealed, yeah, I know it's weird to say this, but there's a writing style which feels brisk, which feels like we're going to get on with the story and move yeah, the story forward. Yeah, it's a good pace. It's some good pacing, yeah, and you can pick up the pacing not by how quickly things happen, yeah, but by um, but by what happens now. We've. I know that we have talked about this before. Yes. When you get into a time looping story, and there was this one thing that we watched the first minute and a half of one of these Star Trek episodes. What was it? Star Trek Discovery. There was. You remember Star Trek Discovery? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there then, was a time looping in there. And, and there I too, paused. Too, a few too many.、Uh, Occurrences,、yeah. well, things a, that happened. Yes, that she started off, and they were going, they were going for a for walk, a and they for a run. Yeah, it was for a run, jog, wasn't it? And、jogging. they kind of bump into someone, and then、yeah. avoid them, and then they carry on as though that doesn't have any meaning. And I remember pausing the episode on Netflix、yeah. and turning to you and say, "We're doing Groundhog Day." Yes, and you were like, "What?" Be- because, <laughs> because in a movie, generally, 
a, a the the action focuses on the important mm. important things. Yes. And if you so suddenly have an occurrence that is really uh, yeah. just normal, nothing, very everyday everyday yeah. thing. That it's no, like, why was that included in that? Exactly. Yeah. Then it suddenly becomes uh, and it gets an importance. But here's the thing: when you go into time looping stories, you know, like your Groundhog Day, yeah. like your other ones. Although we did watch the um, Edge of Tomorrow, the the Kill Die No Die was it Live that, Die live, Repeat, die, repeat. Yeah. that one. That's actually a bit weird because it actually has those things sprinkled through, but it only uses things from. Um, like generic war movies, you know, yeah. like the introduction of the crew, all this kind of stuff. It's taken from so many other things that there isn't anything out of the ordinary. You know, mm. it's using the the tropes of, hey, you're this person who's being put with this crew against your will and dropped into a battle, and you yeah. know what war films are. You've seen Saving Private Ryan. You've seen, you know, you know, you know all these other military setups, and all of the time looping things that we're going to see later within that genre yeah. or within the correct genre yeah, of the true. thing that you're you thinking. have little you have little little scenes where yeah. uh, where somebody gets killed by something yeah. and within a, a war movie that is, you you see them anyway yeah that's a normal you have those introductions shot, anyway that's a scene yeah. that you would see yeah but here's the thing if you have a time looping story which isn't based you don't know kind of what genre it's in yeah. because Every time looping story has to be in a genre, okay. like in its own right. Yeah. Groundhog Day is in the genre of comedy, so all of the things that happen, like he's like, do you like understand when what he I mean? steps into the into the puddle. Not so much like that, but when he wakes up in the morning and the shower doesn't work and it's all cold water. Yeah. That's very. That's going to be important later, yeah. and the and the interactions that he has with the townsfolk are going to be interactions later. Yeah. But the reason those interactions are happening now, before the time loop starts, yeah. is. Bill Murray is being a grumpy, you know, Phil is being is being grumpy mm. and doesn't like being in this town. And mm. it's funny to see someone grumpy and... Uh, Having to the, live the, yeah. this over and over. No, no, that's the whole point. He's not living it over and oh, over. Oh, no, but it becomes over time. No, in no. the... F before... Here's the thing. Yeah, before yeah, when, the, the first loop, loop yeah. the things that happen there have to fit within the genre of yes. the book. Yes. And in Groundhog Day, that's comedy. So we watch Bill Murray being grumpy at ta small townsfolks. He's yeah. a lot of like, oh, these are all small-minded townsfolk people. Yes. And he's the small-minded one. We find out later, you know. Yeah. And in um, Live, Die, Repeat, the genre works is that we're watching sci-fi war movie. Yeah. And all of the stuff that the, the pre-setup, the, the pre-loop yeah. setup, yeah. that we have to have all this stuff. So when it, things happen again, yeah. we can see how they happen the first time and how they're, and how they're different the second time. Yeah. But what um, this, uh, this Star Trek Discovery thing didn't work out was that they put in these incidents which weren't in the genre of the thing, the, 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 this, the, the movie, not the movie, the TV episode itself. Gr um, Star Trek okay. doesn't have people jogging and bumping into things. They do have people standing around on the deck of a ship And talking to each other, well, or I going think, to the I medical bay, or going to into show, the science unit. Yeah, but I think what they wanted to show is that uh, uh, if you live on a space ship... But you, yes, I understand that, but that's not the genre that Star Trek Discovery was in. It's a long-running right. war thing. If it started off with a battle which went kind of badly, and then it looped back round and we saw that battle again, and yeah. it went better, that is what I'm saying. That's the kind of genre it would be in. So it's not a bad... In that thing, it's not a bad thing, because in Star Trek Discovery, it was like 
three minutes into the episode where we realize, oh, somebody is living the time again. Repeat, yeah. And so even though I stopped it after a minute and a half and said, we're doing Groundhog Day, then press play again. And a yeah. minute and a half later, they're like, oh, it's Groundhog Day. And I'm like, oh, it's Groundhog Day. And I'd already picked up on that. Yes. What I'm saying is here in this novel, this Blake Crouch novel, Recursion, here's the issue. It's about three hours of a 10 hour audio book before we get into the time looping stuff, before it's clear that we're doing Groundhog Day that before we're doing a big loop. Yeah. And in that time, we're not getting very good science fiction stuff. We're getting, a, a, you know, sort of like some murder mystery or like, so we get somebody like, to, like working out why somebody is killing themselves and there's these other things and there's a mystery going on. Okay. But it, it didn't feel like, it felt like the wrong kind of novel setup for what the story that we actually got was is i know it's weird okay. to talk about so this with time so it's not like it's set on a in the future or on a spaceship no, or it, it's set over it's set over time because it's there is time travel and so okay. a lot of the stuff's happening in 2018 and 2019 uh -huh. so that's why i guess it is a it is a book here it says it was released in it, the audiobook was released in uh, oh, american date in june yeah. uh, i was going to say 6 of the 11 that's next week <laughs> uh, no but it's 6 of uh, the 11th future. of the 6th yeah so back in june so yeah. a lot of the stuff like some things happen in like the date the looping date is sort of like one of the dates that is important is march 2019 so it's very right. it's a very current book in that mm -hmm. way so yeah, um, so but the time the time travel is stated as normal. And I mean, it is like something that's known in that place, or is it? No, it isn't known. It's all secret. But what I'm trying to say is that it goes into it, and some people do know about it. But they're people who have they are controlling the time travel in a way that other people can't remember that time travel exists because they're using right. uh, they're using knowledge of the from things in the future to make to suppress the no not to suppress it. But again, if someone in the future discovers time travel and you can remember it in the past, you can also make a time travel machine in the past and then make sure that the person in the future who discovered it doesn't discover it. Right. You know, there's all of, of these, these time like looping the, kind of things. This is like on. back to the future kind of thing. Well, no, because back to the future isn't a time loop. The whole point is there's, there's a very specific thing, which oh, yeah. is a time loop. Okay, so there's time travel and time loop. They're different things. Yeah, but they're different forms of story. But in this in this uh, in this book, then both yeah. at the same time. Kind of. Anyway, oh, okay. this is the thing. Time looping is sort of like someone wakes up in the morning and they live that day over yeah, yeah, and over yeah, yeah. again. There's another one which is like uh, you know there was that book which was called um, not Recall. What was it called? There was another one. I should uh, I should look it up here. There was a book which I I didn't like very much because it was sort of like um, you know uh, baby boomer. Um, growing up man issues right and uh, so I can't remember what it was we both read it I think and uh, yeah I didn't like it very much um, uh, mm. recall no not recall re re step re step re I, was, I just typed in re and there's 80 things with re, re on this page yeah of course re oh, I can't even look through it anyway I wasn't too into it okay um, other people will uh, remember what book it is so uh, we started this podcast and you said he is like a genre writer yeah well that's so the thing it starts you're off saying and it feels that he's saying that in this book he didn't do a good job in writing in the genre no i'm saying no. that if you're doing a time loopy story yeah the stuff that happens before we know it's a time loopy story has to be interesting and kind of relevant Okay. Either it has to be a good war movie, or it has to be a good Bill Murray comedy, or in the case of my novel, which is the this uh, this uh, you know Minding Tomorrow, and that's why it is. I tried to write an interesting near future like 
um, you know, futurologist kind of like, oh, what's, what's, the, what's technology going to be like in a few years time? Yeah. You know, I start up and I talk about augmented reality stuff, although I read it, I wrote that book in what, 2008, seven, eight or whatever it was, yeah. 2008, yeah. Uh, when I first released it. And with we still have advert goggles. Yeah, we still, with the users, and we still haven't <laughs> caught up with that, you know, and, uh, you know, we still don't have bit. that. What, what do you mean we have? No, there's no augmented reality glasses yet. No, no, not glasses. But no, your glasses. phones can do this. But even the, the the last novel in my in that sequence was called Broken Glass, and it has these augmented reality ones. I put that out before Google even put out their thing, and it was called Google Glass, and yeah. it felt like, oh, this is referencing Google Glass. It's like, no, it wasn't. It was a bit too early. Yeah. But then even Google Glass was too early to be real augmented reality. What I'm trying to say is, when people start reading my novel, Minding Tomorrow, a lot of people don't know it's a time travel story. They don't know there's time looping going on. Yeah. But it's an interesting, like, oh, these weird slices of life on different times and different yeah. uh, different people in different areas and they're experiencing the modern so world in different ways. The, the zero level, the zero, the level, zero level yeah. needs already to be an interesting story. Yes. And what I do in my novel is that the zero level is actually spread out throughout the book and all of the other time loops are spread out throughout the book. Yeah. The idea being that if you read that book, It, it, you read the book as though you're experiencing people around you time traveling and you don't know about it, yeah. even though they're first person narratives or no, third, lots of third person narratives of different characters. It yeah. turns out they're the same character in that same position at different time loops and yes. things like that. So it's revealed over time. So when it is actually revealed in my book, this is a time looping book. You're like, oh, all this previous time wasn't We've wasted. Wasn't. It's actually, oh, I can fill this in and this like, makes sense. And at the book, I have a glossary which actually says, this is the order. Yeah, this, this is, is the subjective is, order yeah. of the main character. So in this book, this book, you have three uh, hours of no time looping one, of just waiting around. But you, you have you have a story about one character. You follow along one character. Yeah, Or well, if you, two, two main characters. Two main characters. And they're just living in our normal time. No, they're not really. Well, yes, they are kind of, but there's this thing in the background where people are like, oh, people are having these weird false memories. And like, where do these false memories come from? Yeah. And the whole setup of the book, again, it, it's difficult to talk about a book in such in, in any depth when it kind of waits three hours for you. Normally, I would only talk about like the setup of the book, which is like revealed straight away. Yeah. Uh, but in this case, it takes so long to get to the point. I was just like, wow, we're finally into the time when people know that they can, they can time loop yeah. three hours into it. But it's all about memories. The, the whole book is about if you remember some, something in your past and then you can send your current mem memories back into yourself in the past. Yeah. But it, it isn't just sending your own memories. It actually, there is actually, it breaks time and actually says it's not just you. It's not just affecting it for you. It's affecting it for everybody. Okay. Which so sounds like it everybody would... who does it continuously breaks time. Yeah, the time like time is broken when this happens, and there's some hand wavy thing going. Oh no! It turns out memory is the most important thing. Time is illusion. You know the whole thing that uh, the what is it Maxwell's equations? No, whichever whichever equation, not Maxwell's equations, but all of these different kind of things. They're like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like if things could be happening backwards or forwards, like entropy works. Like the calculations of entropy work just as well going in one direction as they do the other, and it's just our own human perception which makes us realize what is. Actually actually happening like why we think time exists forwards okay. which brings me to stories of your life and others the yeah, book and yeah. then ted chang is it ted chang yeah no stories of your life and then it was made into the movie called 
the one with the aliens and they're in the ship and they're pointing uh, at Amy Arrival. Adams. Arrival. It's made into a story called Arrival. And here's the issue. In the book, I always thought that, and we've talked about this on the podcast, in the book, we always, I always think about that it was the mindset of someone being broken free of the mindset of seeing things in order. Yeah. So everything that happened in their life up until that point is now compressed down into a single point and they can look at their entire story of their life and the lives of other people from lots of different directions at the same time. Yeah. So they're thinking, well, the conversation that we're having now is no more or less important than the conversation that we had two years ago because we're both we're seeing them both at like the in, from the same angle. Oh, like, this kind of stuff breaks my brain it does, so much. But in the book, it seems to be very clear that it wasn't that she could travel through time. It's just that she, the conception of time that she had, she was like outside of time, looking at it from the outside. And the movie, she's like, oh, she's looking at time from the outside, so she can reach back and like twiddle this thing, and suddenly time travel exists and I was like oh no I mean it's a good movie like and, yeah, it, and it works in the movie the, but it's a different conception of it right so if you think this thing like do humans look at time do they experience things throughout time and if you can change that experience in their brain does it actually affect the time travel and stuff and this book posits that yes if you just send someone's memories back into their previous self everybody else's memories in the entire world changes and time changes as well this is really, really difficult for me to get past in this book because it doesn't make any sense. So once you get three hours into this book, which I'm like, oh, this is time travel, sending memories back to yourself and things like that. Yeah. It's a really tricky setup and it, and it doubles down on this setup. But, but isn't that like this just like the parallel universe kind of thinking? K kind of. But everybody gets dragged into your parallel universe when you send your memories back in time. But, but does it also work with you? So if anybody else goes back, no, you and here's also? the thing, here's the thing. Your memories are sent back so you remember your other timelines, but nobody else remembers any of those other timelines. They only remember your timeline. Here's the key thing. This is the key, actually one cool thing about this book is that when you actually get to the point in time when you sent your memories back in time, then everybody remembers everything that happened on both timelines. And this was this is like the mystery of different different memories at the start because I was like, mm, how is this going to work? They've got false memories. It's sort of like, are they got false memories because they don't know that they went back in time? That's a bit weird that they went back in time and got these new memories and they don't remember the memories. It's not. It's actually it's the people like the wife of the person who went back in time gets the memories when they catch up to that point. And it's this really weird thing because you're like, oh, what happens if you go back in time and kill Hitler? Well, all these other people wouldn't have been born and these other people had died and they would have lived. But just imagine if everybody in the world remembers everything that had happened on both timelines after Hitler was killed and like when he wasn't killed, you know. So this book is it. There's lots of crazy. Yeah, Juliana, it, that's not coming across very well I on the podcast. You, uh, you're like frowning and shaking frowning your and head, shrugging. Good it's facial so expressions. Difficult to. Here's the thing. This book is is time travel memory stuff on hard mode. Right. But, Sounds very much like that. But here's the, the issue: is that it doesn't make sense like the premise doesn't make sense and it's really difficult for me to, to really so dig you, into this book mm, okay it so, did win me over because okay, it was doing something was interesting D like did it did you get a satisfaction from reading like from yes the, because what it's doing with the story and the clever clever stuff that it's doing so with there the is story, clever stuff here's the thing i always think it's important that time travel costs something yeah And the way it can cost something 
you know, this is all the, you know, the same kind of thing about even going back to the future, back to back to the future. Yeah. He goes back in time. Oh, this is going to fix. And then, you know, his family doesn't exist anymore or mm, whatever it is. Mm. He needs to make sure his parents. And that's that's the issue. That's the cost. You know, it has to yeah. cost something to do it, even though it doesn't cost anything. It's just a car driving around, whatever like that. Yeah. Um, in, in my novel or my series of novels, Minding Tomorrow, it's very clear that every time somebody sends their memories back in time to their previous self. You're like, oh, isn't it convenient? You can do that. And it's revealed later on. Oh, yeah. Every time that happens, like everyone in Europe dies because it takes that much energy and it disrupts the, all of yeah. all of physics. It under, disrupts the underlying basis of how physics okay. works across an entire region. And like, an, so if you send your memories back in time, it's like, yeah, you can live an extra 20 years. And then you're like, oh, but like millions and millions of Don't. people die. Yeah. And then, but and also it doesn't, it doesn't end that timeline. It's not of that, oh, that they, all those people don't exist. And though this is the real timeline. It's like, no, all those people did exist. And, you know, uh, almost, almost a billion people die. Like, but you managed to send your memories back in time. And so that kind of weight that's there, yeah. like you're like, oh, we can send stuff back in time and all that kind of stuff. There has to be, there has to be a, uh, something that, that it has to cost something. Well, it yeah, doesn't so have to like, cost something. In the edge of tomorrow, it, it costs like if he replaces his blood and also well, he's, that's kind like, of like a, yeah. he, he's like kind of like chased by the monsters and that's the cost of yeah. him. Well, my, the, uh, the uh, what is it called? Edge of uh, Tomorrow, Edge, Edge of tomorrow is, is a different case. What I'm saying is that, like, you get into the situation, if time travel doesn't cost anything, yeah. Doctor Who is fine, but you then have to come up with different rules to make sure that you can still tell stories, which isn't just like, oh, well, this person can go back here. There's lots of different ones. Yeah. There's different costs, like, oh, two, you can never meet each other in the same timeline. Right. If you ever bump into each other, yeah. you annihilate each other, yes. and then you don't exist anymore. I think Time Cop, the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, has that kind of thing okay. like if you ever touch each other you're both annihilated and that happens and there's other ways to get around it you know like in, in Connie Willis the Doomsday Book it's sort of like you can't go back in time uh, and you it won't allow you to go back in time to any point in history or any place in history which you could then fuck up history, history enough yeah. for history to change so it's not yeah, a cost so no that's sort of like a way to make it cost free right. like consequence free time travel which okay. is really unsatisfying when you actually read the novels but like you're just like none of this matters <laughs> it's really weird. how can anybody care about anything that happens if you're literally writing into the rules of time travel but, that it doesn't cost you anything. i think later on they're like oh or does it cost something you know yeah, there is yeah, a bit yeah. of that going like, on too something like that so i'm what like now i'm interested in the the characters who are they like what is this like uh there's a there's a police detective in new york who okay. is in investigating why people what these memories are doing why right. people are killing themselves because they've got weird memories like oh, they're remembering like oh i have this memory of my child dying and then i woke up and then not the child isn't dead yeah uh, but it's haunting oh, no, no, it, what or was something it? it was like oh yeah no it like in this other memory i have this Yeah, no, in this other, my fake memories, I have this husband, but now that husband's not with me, the husband is with somebody else, oh, and I right. had a child, and now that child doesn't exist anymore. I think it's okay. more like that. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, I had a son, and now my son doesn't exist. And they're like, oh, these are fake memories. It's like, how can I have fake memories of this entire, the entire 10-year lifespan yeah. of my my yeah. 10-year-old child, and, and then I that think person disappears? there's a difference, for example, if you have, like, faint memories from a dream or something, Or if you actually have memories of actively doing something. 
right? Yes, and these memories are just things. as real. So there's yeah. two sets of memories. So the price in this is like memory trauma of people people's lives being taken away from them yeah. or trauma of other lives being forced into them that they don't realize yeah. and they can't reconcile. And then they have to live this life they now have to, without... Now they have to live this life. And I'm like, oh, but I was really happy over there yeah. and now we're back here again. Yeah. Or somebody died over there and now they or they existed there, but now in this timeline they don't they exist. Don't, yeah. But I have memories of my, my the love of my life existing and things. Yeah. So okay, that's, that's the hard. cost. Yeah. Um, so he's mm. investigating it. And then you get the time, then, then, you, then you get like the science fiction-y part of the person who invents the time travel mind technique. Is there any women in there? And she's a woman. Oh, okay. And she's a woman. Yeah. So, okay. uh, yeah, it's pretty much, it's pretty much 50-50 split of, uh, of male, like the main male character, main female character okay. and the different things like that. And it's kind of like cool. how they, you know, how they, how their stories come together and they work yeah. out it. And another thing about time travel, there's all these different things. The time travel stories can either be about time travel or time travel can facilitate another story, story that yeah. goes on there. Yeah. And uh, and this is very much sort of like, oh, it's a time travel story about time travel. Like, we've got to make the time machine. We've got to solve this time problem. This has happened there and we've got to solve that. So it's quite me meta. No, it's just a typical time travel story, right. which is sort of like, we've gone to the past. Now the rest of the story is we've got to get back to the future again. Right. Okay. Or other time travel stories can be, we've gone to the past and now it's sort of like, and now we're an adventure in the past. We're going to have a battle. I'm going to meet King Arthur. You know. But this is time travel, not time loop. Yeah, but this is this is time loop, and that's the thing about it as well. <laughs> Here's the thing: is that some time loop stories are about the time loop, and some are are not about the time loop. For example, Groundhog Day is a time loop story, but there's nothing there. It, he doesn't try and solve. I mean, he tries to work out the limits and the rules. Yeah. But there's never a moment. Well, how did this happen? Mm. Like, what is causing mm. you know what is causing me to do that yeah. kind of stuff? Not even mentioned. It's sort of like yeah. When, what, but the story is. Bill Murray becomes a better person, or Phil becomes a better person, yeah. and once he's once he becomes the person he wants to become, you it's can then, then it's then yeah. Uh, yeah, he's then, out then, of the time, out of yeah. the time loop. But nothing is there. Whereas so this is more about how to get out of it. Yeah, but the, then the, you see these Star Trek ones. Obviously, mm. when it's Star Trek, it's gonna be about oh, I'm stuck in time, and now we've got to survive it. Yeah. And and it's always the clever thing. It's sort of like, well, I'm just gonna kill myself in this time loop, and then I'm gonna skip to the next one and stuff like that. Skip to the next loop or whatever yeah. it is. And the same in, in Edge of Tomorrow. They're like, oh no, don't kill me, don't kill me, don't, not this time because yeah. it's not gonna work anymore. You know, it becomes yeah. about. You know, these, those stories become about the time loop. Yes. And that's what this is. It's very much about the time loop. Okay. And again, there's, there's actually some clever time loopy stuff which I've not seen in time loops before, which is quite clever. However, and this is what it always comes back to, it always felt like the writing wasn't good enough. Like the actual stuff that was happening in the book yeah. wasn't as clever as the idea that he had about the memory time loop stuff. Which, again, it took me a long time to convince me that it was worth exploring this idea. Okay. And I was really annoyed that it took me three hours to explore. To be honest, if it had just been the mystery... If it had been... I it got to about four hours in. Once they'd solved what the... What the... Uh, the mystery was. What the mystery was. Sort of like, oh, it turns out people are having false memories because of time loops. Of other people doing time loops. And I'm yeah. like, oh, that's great. And I was like... Hmm, feels like that's kind of wrapping up the mystery of the story. And then it's no longer a mystery. Then okay. it gets onto how does the technology work? And then there's a section about like, oh, we're inventing this technology, which I already know exists. And there's this whole like another two or three hours of that. And then there's this whole sequence where like, oh, somebody else has got control of the technology and we've got to work with that person or try and find that person. And that's it. Uh, and then okay. in the next section of the book, there's this whole thing about them living long sequences. So it's not just like, hey, I'll just go back a few minutes ago. I'll just go back a few hours ago. I'm going to go back 
15 years, 20 years, and then you get whole sequences of that. I'm like, wow, it re and it really started slowing down at some point. Okay, so it, it seemed at the beginning to be quite a fast pace. Uh, it's never fast pace. Or like a, it had a, a faster pace than the length of the book. Here's the thing, pre-first loop. Yeah, pre-first loop, yeah. it, it seems like it, it feels like an interesting story of one type. Which was three hours long. Which was about three, three or four hours long. And then that kind of mystery is wrapped up. And yeah. then they're like, oh, well, we've got to fill a novel. What, what, what can we do with this? And it's sort of like, and now here's how it works. And then that's like another two or three hours. Yeah. And then it's sort of like, and what's the problem? And then they're like, all oh, right, now let's spend like four hours f solving this problem. Okay. Whereas, Are they always doing this together? Sometimes together. Okay. But only one but person can send memories back at once. So it gets a bit tricky. All right. Mm, I see. So, but it's not, it's not like one of those clever things where the, the viewpoints are like... Like taken out of order and then put backwards and forwards and no, like, it's kind it's of very, very linear. linear. It's it? very, it's very linear. Mostly, okay. it's linear. Of course, it's how do you tell like how is how is a time how looping is, story yeah, really yeah. told linearly? Yes. Um, but yeah, there, it, 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 sometimes you're outside of things and you see someone who obviously is has had their has been looped around. But yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things, and I don't want to get into again too much details for people who want to read the book. I think I'm explain I think I'm trying to explain what it is because there is interesting character stuff that happens. Okay. And there is interesting stories and interactions and and and, and technology kind of stuff. Yeah. But it doesn't it for me it never got out of its own weight. You okay. know the weight of the time looping was kind of like like the cost of the time looping was like too impactful yeah. for the quality of the writing. Okay. And then there wasn't enough science fictional stuff to hold it up hold it up to be an interesting science fiction book. So the only thing that makes it science fiction-y is the... Oh, no, it's definitely science fiction. Time, oh, okay. As soon as you put time travel in something, it might as well that be is, science fiction. Okay. I mean, it's not fantasy I mean, science fiction, it's science um, I science have read, fiction. Uh, science what's, this, what's this book? This, um, this one book where uh, the, the wife, this, the time traveler's wife... Time traveler's wife. Where I've I, not read that. Do you think well, I should read apart, it? Uh, I don't think it's your okay. kind of thing. Apart from the time travel, mm -hmm. it's not a science fiction book. It's just a romance book. Yeah. So I, I, I think that with time travel and loopy and whatever book, you still, um, it, it doesn't necessarily need to be a science fiction book just because it has that factor in it. Yeah. So what I'm asking here is, um, like, if this is a like a genre writer kind of thing, yeah. what you just said, the thing is just because it does have time looping and time travel doesn't yeah. particularly make it a science fiction book. Well, here's the thing. That first it four makes hours... It like a, a mystery. The thing is, the first four hours felt like a, an interesting... Not crime book, but sort of like some detective work, mystery-solving yeah, yeah, yeah. book. Yes. Maybe not four hours, but there was a first section where yeah. it felt like, oh, and then the payoff of this, this... So this is something that I would definitely enjoy. That first part, yeah, it's, it's pretty enjoyable. You're like, oh, this is an interesting story. This is an interesting character. It's weird. What's this thing going on? False memories, blah, 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 blah. And then it pops out the other end. It's sort of like, turns out, some time travel. I'm like, great. And if it was just that genre, it's sort of like, oh, it feels like myster mysterious. And in the end, the twist, the twist was that time travel exists. And then I was like, hmm. And I looked at the, you know, the audio book and it's sort of like seven hours remaining. And I'm like, ah, oh. and you understand what I mean? It, the the pre-first loop set, the, the, the vibe of it and feel of it didn't feel like it 
it was enough to sustain a full novel. And it kept on taking these left and right turns. And it's sort of like, this is going to be like something really science fictionally over here. But then it wasn't science fictionally enough. And <laughs> the science fiction concept at the, big, at the core of it yeah. wasn't convincing. But then it was sort of like, okay, take this unconvincing, not very, not fully thought out concept. And then just take it really, really seriously and see where it goes from that. And like I say, by hour like eight of the audiobook, it won me back round. I was like, okay, if I take this thing that I don't believe in and don't feel convincing and isn't very and good, you just take it for granted, and just take that for granted. Yeah. There's actually more stuff in the book which is good. Okay, and I was impressed but, by that. But, but then, I think yeah. I think this book already like uh, does something that other books don't because it did convince you to. I, but I don't want to go through six hours of unconvincing or unsatisfying audiobook. So does to it get feel to... more like a um, like a creative writing exercise? It feels like a book which is which is five hours too long, and it's only ten hours. It's only ten hours long. So you want you what you would have done? Like I mean, if, of course, this is now again the territory of what Luke would wanted. From I think I've already be... read a book which has got so much of this stuff in it yeah. because I wrote I wrote a book which is about long duration uh, time loops. I, I found the other one. It was, there was replay, and there was also oh, the yeah, first re- fourteen yeah, lives of Harry August as well. There's another two yeah. uh, long loop. duration life lifelong time loop kind of you know decades long time looping things where someone lives their life. Totally over over. forgot anything about replay already. Yeah. Like, I have no recollection Ken, Ken whatsoever. Um, I remember, yeah, that Big middle age... 2.5 stars. Baby boomer kind of stuff. But I have no... I know, You no don't remember one, anything about don't, it? Don't we remember. both read it. Yeah, I know, I know. I know Did you read First 14 Lives of Harry No, Wallace? I haven't. I still oh, haven't. Yeah, I think it's still... That's worth, that's worth reading. I'm still reading... See, that does really clever stuff about sending memories back in time. Because they're like, if we have enough... That's really cool, because it's like, if we have lots of people throughout history who can always relive their life over again, if you want to tell someone something and they lived 2,000 years ago, what you do is as soon as you're born, you tell an old person this thing, and then the next time that they die, they, when they're young, they tell an old person, and it turns out after 15 or so generations, you can send messages backwards and forwards through time. It's very clever. There's okay. some really clever stuff I mean, going on. I, I did say I would read it, but yeah. no, no, I'm not so reading. So I'm saying, in I'm, all of these... I'm, well, okay. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not, not reading Children of Terror. That was uh, totally wrong. I'm yeah. deep, deep this in the sky. Deep this in the sky, yeah. Making my way through that. Slowly. And uh, yeah, after that, I might go to the uh, 15 Lives of... Yeah, first 15 Lives of Harry August. Yeah. Yeah. I would Why say... That was, I think that's probably one of the better time-looping, like, lifelong time-loop books. Okay. But also, I know, it's, I know it's bad for me to say this, but I think my version, which is Mining Tomorrow, and those three novels in <laughs> that Mining Tomorrow sequence, that, that trilogy... Thing is better. No, but because these are the things that I, I think you have to think about. And I've thought about these things a lot. You know that kind of thing when I'm saying, like, yeah. pre-first time-loop, the genre has to fit. Yeah. The, the things have to be good enough in the genre to... To be worth that, you want to read this. No, they have to serve two purposes. Yeah. They have to be the setup that when you loop round, you're like, oh, this has changed since the last time. But they have to have a reason for them to exist within their own stated genre or within its own story or within their own character moments at its time. But at, do you in think the like pre-first the, loop? Okay, like let's talk about relation. Okay, so do you think the the zero level yeah. story? Um, how much percentage of of the whole book yeah should that be should it be like a like well, if 10% it's good, 
and then and then you, you explore more of this other once like once it's i think once you know it's a time looping story like you do straight away i mean groundhog day things now everyone knows groundhog day yeah. and the live die tomorrow everyone's sort of like oh yeah it's saving saving private groundhog you know it's sort of like <laughs> oh we've got aliens no but that's the thing it's it's saving private ryan <laughs> mixed with groundhog day i mean the main yes. love interest in that is rita Yeah, the same as Groundhog Day. It's like loads of Groundhog Day references right there in oh, yeah. the. They might as well have you know the. I've got you, babe, playing at one point. I'm not sure if it does, but it wouldn't be surprising me. So yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah, in the background of this thing, there's, there's actually music that music playing, playing yeah, and, it's, yeah. and it's you know. Oh, it might be when they when he meets up the uh, I, I the squad. Or there's whatever. all kind of things. Yeah. Um, But yeah, you you get these you get these these genre, like these ideas now, and yeah. you can recognize them. And time looping. There's this one I think it's Russian Doll with someone who they they ha they live their same life over and over again. There's also the one called Happy Death Day, which is someone who dies that day. It's like one of these teen horror slasher kind of things. Okay. And she's killed, but then she keeps living a life over. And there's a slasher horror movie going on in the background, and she has to work out who is the slasher horror killer uh, among her classmates. I've not watched right. that movie, but it's It's a thing that you can do now. Like it's a, it's an established genre of yeah, science fictiony or you know high concept. Like well, it's a concept that you can t use in fiction. I think actually it's like um, the the time loopy and time travel thing is a, yeah. a genre overarching thing because well, it's a you trope just, that you, you can apply said, to other can, genres. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you can apply the time travel to a horror movie. You can apply it to a romance movie. Yeah. You can apply it to a comedy movie. Yeah, a so, drama. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like kind of like a. But I think if you're applying it to a science fiction movie, it the, makes the, it, it the, makes it more difficult. I think. It makes it more difficult. What I'm saying is that actually now I remember that the reason I brought this up is Happy Death Day. Um, the the follow up movie was Happy Death Day to You. I think it was called like To You. Um, <laughs> and the, but the idea is that it's it's much less of a slasher movie because yeah. they're like, oh, actually there was some lighter moments, and now that we know the premise, it's much apparently it's much more of like a comedy horror movie yeah, or slasher, more, whatever. Like it's thriller. more like these uh, bra. What? I don't know. What, what, are, what well, it's not a, it's not a parody, but it's just I think they just yeah. go, oh, we recognize that there's we can do funny things with this. But again, I've not seen these movies, but we recognize we can do fun things did, with this. Uh, yeah, that kind of I do know you did that something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but with time with, with time loop put yeah. on top of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, again, I still don't know. I haven't seen those movies, but I don't know. I've Me not neither. seen Russian Doll either, but I know these things exist as time loopy movies. Yeah. Um. Uh. Like I say, the zero is and this is the issue or one of the things that I had. With minding tomorrow is that I wanted the first story. I needed the first story of somebody who doesn't actually involve themselves very much in time in in the modern world, yeah. because then later on when they change stuff, they're always changing stuff from a position of neutrality. Mm. Because I always think it's too difficult to have a convincing time travel story where someone goes back in time and they change everything about them, and then they have zero impact on the world. So the way that you can work that out is to have the person have zero impact in the world in the zero in the in the pre-first time level loop. Zero, But yeah. it turns out when I sat down and started writing that, and the first time I wrote this, I you know it's in one of those books that I have in the cellar. I started yeah. sitting down and like you know in two thousand and one, two thousand two, and I started writing this story, and I was talking about oh yeah, and then the Olympic Games are going to be in London. In 20, in 2008 or two, or no, 2020. I can't remember, but I, I even had the Olympic Games taking place in London yeah. and all these other things. I was like, oh, it's kind of you know plausible that this would happen. And then I wrote it, and and I'd gotten like three or four chapters in. I was like, wow, this is tedious because I'm writing a story about somebody who removes themselves from the course of history, and we don't even know why yet. 
You know, yeah. we don't know why he goes and lives in Thailand for 15 years on a, on a beach, in, like not as a hermit, but he goes off there and just yeah, lives there. Yeah. And then it gets too it gets too commercial in his beach in Thailand, and <laughs> like he really, you know, and he comes back to it comes back to England again. And I was like, wow, this is a really boring story about somebody not doing anything for 15 years. Right. So. You... So what I, I I solved that by chopping that story up oh, and spreading yeah, it throughout exactly. the book, and chopping up all the other stories of all these other timelines yeah. and spreading them throughout the book. So I got around my time really looping. Really clever bit. concept. The the concept is that you actually wait until two thirds of the way through the book until everything is explained. Until you understand what's going on. Up until that point, it's still a fun mystery. It's still a fun. There's still some fun science yeah, fiction because, because future. Still, you still think these are all different kind of people. Well, it's not that you think that. About a third of the way through the book, you'll think they're different people, and then you a third of the way through the book, you realize they're all the same person, yeah. and then you have a third of the book like wondering what, actually what's going on. Yeah. But throughout all that time, are all these fun? You're reading interesting stories. Fun near future speculation, technology speculation, near future. You know, was it the next next Wednesday novel kind of thing? Sort of like, oh, what's happening next week? It's like it's so near future that you don't yeah. really know, yeah. like how futurist and, although you know huh? we're 10 years into that loop that I wrote about in, t- in 2008 yeah like the technology that I was writing about that was going to be around yeah in, in, in 10 years time we're, we're catching just... up with that yeah and other things as well so nice so here's the thing issues and it always it always hurts me when I read one of these books where there's time looping because I, I consider myself an expert on it but I can't what? but I can't judge a book when I consider myself an expert on it I have to read the book as though I'm not an expert on time loop science yeah. fiction like I, I've written an entire musical based on Groundhog Day like yeah. I've, I've gone in there I've done musical done I've done musical representations so... of time looping stories you know yeah. this is this is what I but do but it is difficult if you are the expert you, you can't because you can't do time travel so you can't take yourself back from it that doesn't work yeah i can't i can't go back in time to a place where i have no memories of yes. having written or worked out the logic and yeah, the cost and, 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 and thought the concepts. in depth about how if you do this how does this affect that and what how but here's the thing if the book was written better this would have been perfectly fine like, but what do you mean written better like, like the writing words, the, the, characters the characters better the, spend more time discovering why the characters are doing something okay like at this time later on in the book we're we're like oh and these people these two characters get together and they're like oh but we miss out we don't get to see the two characters fall in love like the time that they that, that so they, that it's just too broad. It's skipped they're... over because that happens in a ti- the memory ah. timeline of someone who doesn't have those memories. And we never see it from that person's point of view. And I was like, well, that, that would have been a really great romance. Mm. Like, if I'm going to have romance of, like, the two main characters in the book getting together, because they've had failed relationships elsewhere, and they're like, oh, we have all of time to explore, and it turns out that we're out, we're, we happen uh-huh. to be... They're not soulmates. They're because... not, not spoilerish. It is spoilerish. But my point is... That why is it revealed later that these people have been in a relationship and then later on we're like, oh, and it's a loving relationship that, you know, that time traveler's wife, which spanned, you know, which yeah, spanned yeah. through time and they would give up anything to be together in another yeah. timeline and stuff yeah. like that. And I'm just like, I just don't see it. Like, what is it about either of these people so that want, the other... Like, what, you, what you're telling, what you're saying here is that you want um, more in-depth development how how your how main characters come to a certain thing 
to a certain situation. A I just want to know what two characters have in common, which makes yeah. them like each other. Yeah. Like, which makes them interested in each other. Okay. And I'm totally fine with that two thing being, in, that thing that they both have in common is that they both, you know, want to fuck in the next hour and a half. Great. That's a perfectly good enough establishing <laughs> basis of a relationship. But if that is the basis of that relationship, you've got to put the work in for me to convince me that they're going to fall in love for the next 20 years. Yeah. Like, it's okay if it happens that, oh, you know, we got together and, like, well, I she think... was a prostitute and he was a high-flying businessman <laughs> and they got together because he was like, hmm, what's this prostitute thing? I'm a bit lonely. And then you're like, oh, but that's, that is that then what the story is. You yeah. know, Time Traveler's Wife is probably, like, you know, what is it that brings them... I, again, I haven't read that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. But what is it that brings people together over over disparate time spans and generations that they seek each other so out I, through time? What I always think from the time travel thing... yeah what often comes back and even the looping yeah is that you're a very lonely person it, it is a lonely place and to be always in all the thing in all the in all these explorations of time travel and time looping it yeah. always comes back to um you're enjoying this maybe the first 20 times yeah and after that you got to find you your Rita really yeah you got to <laughs> find your Rita and you got to you, you need to find you need to find uh, you know other people this is what I like so much about the the um the edge of tomorrow is that they've both been through this that that's yeah. the whole key she is the old hand at time looping stuff yeah. and when uh, and when she he, knows what's what's happened but, what and also to when her, he falls in love with her she knows exactly what's she, going on he knows exactly what's going because she also fell in love with someone and said yeah. oh yeah i watched this guy die a hundred and i spent 130 days with this guy and at the yeah. end of every day i saw him die in front of me yeah but now you're going through this with me, me and she knows that and i'm like oh this is great we can just we have the yeah. we have the audience members of like oh yeah we've all seen Groundhog how's this going to be different oh somebody in in the movie has like, also seen yeah. Groundhog and Day also, and well, also, not seen it but they've also experienced the yeah, same yeah, yeah. thing but I think it's also a difference if you um, if you live your life and you you're in a time loop and you fall in love and then you see that person dying over and over and over and over again yeah that trauma yeah. Is the and cost then, of the of the time check, you know? Is the, the time is is the cost then? But also then knowing that there's another person that does the same thing, but you are the person. Yeah, I think that you know like the trauma that you went through is on somebody else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, and 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 you are the 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 trauma. Yeah. For them. But that's the cool thing. I think actually, uh, this is my reading at the end of um of the uh, that movie. What's it called? Live, Die, Repeat? No, it's called Edge of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. It's such a bad name. Edge yeah. of Tomorrow is like the worst name. weird bike going past just oh, now. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, but at but, the end of that, you, you when they that... actually get together, they, their time's not going to keep looping at that. I don't think there's going to be looping time at that point. Yeah. But they get together and he comes up to them and is like, hey. But then they're like, they're not equal, but they both had the same experience. And yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, she's not going to remember him or is she going to remember him? Because the thing that... She has all her memories from that her looping thing. Yeah. It, it, they killed that. You know, so there's this whole idea of like now from now on, do they both have all their memories of all the days that repeat? You know, so there's that same kind of thing. So I'm like, oh, maybe she is going to get all the memories of, of, of Tom, of hanging out with Tom Cruise. Anyway, I've got some notes here as well. Yeah. The other things that I didn't like about it, there's this thing that comes up in science fiction quite a lot is that you'll have a billionaire genius. You're sort of like your Elon Musk kind the of guy. The very convenient guy. Yeah, which is fine. And I've got no problem with that. Billionaire geniuses are good. But so often they'll have like the young woman scientist who comes and actually does the work for them, but they take the credit. And it's this yeah. weird abusive relationship kind of thing. Yeah. And I am not a fan of that. 
yeah. in science fiction or in general, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, Understandably. Another few things. Oh, also, this. The, oh, this is in this book. It does it have has, has does Another like thing that. that I made a note here, I said, tricky that there's three hours of build up until it starts clicking, like three hours of audiobook before the book starts going, oh, right, now I'm, I'm getting it here. Um, someone, there's some, a few weird things that, like, if you're going to do uh, like a, a science fiction y kind of like, oh, uh, technology is weird kind of book, he says it took him four attempts to unlock the iPhone, but this is back in 2008, it's like a first generation iPhone. And I'm like, it wouldn't take you four attempts to unlock an iPhone because there was no key, there was no uh, key lock, there was no uh, code that you had to type in. It was just swipe to unlock. You just swipe, on the very first iPhone was swipe to unlock. So it's one yeah. of those things that you just wait, go- Wait, but there were passcodes. No, there weren't passcodes. You sure? Yeah, but he's, he's, I think he's very clearly talking about, uh, anyway, it was just a note that I made down. Um, if you, if you are quoting Slaughterhouse-Five in your novel, mm. you've got to do Slaughterhouse-Five level of writing or speculation or time travel or mind being unstuck in time. Or Luke takes it as an offence. Here's the thing. There was this, there was this one that I... Uh, um, a book that I reviewed recently called... Dum-dum-dum-dum-dum. What was it called? It was called, oh, I should look at this stuff before I do it. The Light Brigade by Cameron Hurley, like a five-star novel, one of the few five-star novels here as well. Yeah. Literally, the characters are going, I'm unstuck in time. And I'm like, ooh, like you're bringing up Slaughterhouse-Five. Like you're, saying, you're talking about being unstuck in time. Like yeah. at the start, sort of referencing it and later on explicitly. You know what? That book pulls it off. That book is cleverer than I am. And it's cleverer than all of these other things. You okay. know, if you want to read interesting stuff in that way, where someone like being unstuck in time and experiencing their life out of order, that book The Light Brigade by Cameron Hurley is cleverer than everybody else and it's cleverer than you as a reader and that's why it impressed me so much that's what I'm saying it is possible to do these stories and come up with new time travel ideas and give them to me but it's hard it's hard but when you do it it's a five star novel yeah you have to commit and that's the thing Slaughterhouse-Five a five star novel Cameron Hurley's The Light Brigade a five star novel it's really difficult to start quoting these novels in your book when your writing is nowhere near as good as Kurt Vonnegut, which of course, like one of the all-time great writers. But if your writing is nowhere near that good, or if your time travel ideas are nowhere near as good as Cameron Hurley's, also not good enough as well. And then it meant because it's talking about, oh, you're only you're punishing me for a crime that I haven't committed in this timeline, and I'm only going to re- c- commit in the future. That's a bit like the movie Minority Report. And I'm like, no, you can't do that. You can't just say this is a bit like. Minority report because you're judging me. It's like, no, as the, and I've, I've criticized many authors for doing this. You have to put in the work. You've got to. You can't just say, "Hey, remember the movie Minority Report." All of the themes and characters and ideas and concepts and everything that's wrapped up in this original Philip K. Dick story, which, mm. to be honest, I've never read, but I have watched the movie. Yeah. And all of the things and all the good things and all the vibes that you bring along with that. Are not yours. They're not yours to just go, I'll reference that and put in this book. Yeah. Like, you can't just take, you can't just borrow those other things. Yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. going to do a Groundhog Day reference, it's fine. Do the reference. Like, have a character called Rita reference things. In my book, I have the character, like, learning the same piece of music, the same Rachmaninoff. Yeah. Is it Rachmaninoff? Anyway, one of those pieces. Chopin. Uh, no, it's not Chopin. No. But it's a complicated piano piece. Yes. And he's talking about how he once learnt it, but now he doesn't do it because he's got a new body and it was in the muscle memory and there's no way oh, for the right. muscle 
muscle memory to, to go travel. across, yeah. even though like intellectually he knows what it's like to play that, he can't do it anymore because he's lost his memories of how to do it, yes. but he remembers that, that he, did he did it. it. Whereas in Groundhog Day, yeah. for some reason, he only keeps his memories, like he keeps his brain memories, but he gets a new body each time. So I'm ref like there's clear references to these, these other things, and it's yeah. okay to put references in. But like if you're in a time looping story and you just be like, oh, this is just like Groundhog Day. It's like, like you fail. You have failed if you say, oh, it's like Groundhog Day in a time looping story. Unless it's a comedy parody where like you're in the real world and people are making jokes and they're like, are you Groundhog Day? Did I, did I show you the, 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 the there's a short movie. Uh, it's like a, a five minute comedy sketch about someone who's Groundhog Day, Groundhog Daying. And someone's asking you like, are you Groundhog Daying right now? And they're like, yeah, I am. Are you Groundhog Day? Yeah, yeah, like this kind of thing. And he's sort of like, show me that you can juggle. And he's like, juggles five balls. Show me this. And he's sort of like, yeah, I can do this. And it's like, what am I going to say now? And he just says the word after. Yeah. And it's sort of like, you are Groundhog Daying. You know, it's, it's yeah, but okay. But it makes a thing out of it. It is a thing out yeah. of the thing. But yeah. you can't just say, hey, this is a bit like Minority Report. Yeah. Um, and also there's this thing where there's always the tricky thing with time travel is where you have a time travel war. A, what? a time travel war. War. So it's two factions. Okay, if I've got a time travel machine and you've got a time travel machine, how do we win? What do you do? You go back in time before you I get the time, the time machine yeah. and kill me before I get the time machine, you win the war. Yeah. So if I know that you're going to do that, what I do is I go back in time and do Even the same. So, yeah. So yeah. what you do is you get this playoff of sort of like, oh, who can go back in time earliest or, you know, what can do that kind of stuff. There's a little bit, I'm not saying that's that exactly what happens in this book. But there but, is some going. But there is the, the, the concept of like who controls time travel and whoever controls time travel wins automatically because they can always go further back. Right. So as soon as anyone knows time travel exists, what are you going to do? Like, like... If, if you, we're enemies, you're my enemy, and you know that I'm going to get time travel. So it's like the ultimate get out of jail yeah, of free. Course. It's the ultimate win every war. It's the yeah. ultimate know everything that's going on. Yeah. Again, you can play it for laughs. But th this book does some interesting stuff with that um, okay. in a way which uh, I was, again, once you accept the weird premise, the unconvincing premise, if you let yourself, if you suspend disbelief or suspend not liking the premise. So if there you, is good if stuff you in submerse yourself into the book. No, no, I never felt submersed in the book. Oh, okay. It always felt like an intellectual exercise of right. like, and how is this character going to do? Know. So it was never that you just read the book and were totally like within the story and no, it was like never. never. You were always actually you were always judging it from the outside. No, weirdly enough, there was that part in the first part. Oh okay. Which was that mystery of like, oh how are they because I didn't know the answer to that mystery of yeah. like how the memories like why and I was like, are people time traveling but they don't remember they time travel? It's actually no, it's it's their it's their friends and family who they've been close to have time traveled and their their memories are catching up with them. Right. And actually discovering that was like the the in, like an interesting part of the book that I was actually enjoying. But later on Mm, not so much. It just yeah. wasn't. I think it's one of those things. If you, if if I read a book, yeah, and I read it, and I finish it, yeah, and I've just been in that story, yeah, that's a good book for me. Yeah. If I read a book, and while reading the book, thinking about what I'm reading and yeah. thinking about the things, yeah, it hasn't won me, yeah, because I am not like submerged enough into like I, that happens of course if you read like uh, non-fictional books there yeah. is ne like, never a moment where you are within the story or something it can like, happen but very rarely very like, rarely if I'm reading a good 
Well, it's like not so much an article, a... but like if I'm reading a good argument, oh, like yeah, someone yeah. trying to if convince you of something, uh, yeah, yes. and I'm getting to the end of it, it's like, yes, I am a libertarian, yes, yeah. and I'm like, no, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but so this this totally can happen in all kind of fields, uh, especially movies, of course, and and it's the same with the music. If you don't recognize the music, it, it was kind of like good music because yeah. you 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 weren't focused on it, so it it wasn't jumping out. It can jump out to you as yeah. something very very good. But if you're reading a book and and you keep like jumping out of it, yeah. being in your own mind. Yeah. I never want to be looking down at my iPhone right? and going, oh man, six hours after this book. What's gonna like how is how is this gonna you don't no, want to these be honest, thoughts. That sometimes does happen in a book where I'm like, Wow, there's lots of this book left, what's gonna what, and they yeah, and they pull it off and it a, works. But it's an and, interesting more like uh There's so much more to go. What could possibly be there? Yeah, but I never want to think like, mm, it feels like we kind of wrapped up the good stuff yeah. in this book. Now what's next? I'm like, yeah. oh, another book. Well, it's kind of good, but it, it kind of felt disconnected. And it was, uh, yeah. it, it was. The tricky thing is, is telling a, is telling a time travel story, a time looping story in a two linear fashion. Yeah. And it takes too long to get to the places where the characters already know stuff. Right. Like, oh, these characters over, over here already know what's going on. And it's fine if the, the thing is, this is a detective story with a New York detective trying to work out what's going on. Yeah. But once you get there, then there has to be like another hook. Yeah, and it, it, has, and that it needs next to be another strong enough. enough story like the, the, yeah. the first one. It so needs to continue. It was within. never hooking me in. Right. It was kind of sort of like, like nudging me gently along. <laughs> like there was ne I, I always thought I'd finish the book. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is this is good enough to keep reading, but it yeah. was it was just it was no way good enough for actually the some of the strength of the ideas. Yeah, I don't know, it's weird to say that some of the ideas are really, really, really good. Yeah, but they're based on ideas which are really, really, really bad, and it's that kind of thing where you get to <laughs> what's phlogiston, and it's all oh yeah, phlogiston is the thing that you know. What? The idea being that if you don't understand what, you know, Einsteinian or, you know, gravity um, waves and, you know, li how light works and all these other kind of things. Yeah. You come up with a really elaborate theory of how it works. And the idea being there's a thing called phlogiston. I think phlogiston. Maybe I've got the pronunciation totally incorrect because yeah. it's not a word I hear very often or that I remember hearing <laughs> yeah. very often. You mostly read it. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, is it phlogiston? Phlogiston? So the idea being that there's a medium, not like in the world, that throughout all of space, yeah. which light travels through. Yeah. And the idea being that even if there's a vacuum, they're like, oh, there's nothing in this thing. There's nothing in this vacuum, but light is still but going through it. But that is still there for light to travel through. Yeah. So it's phlogiston is the thing which isn't that you can't you, do. You, And there's all these different kind of loads but, of science fiction yeah, but as soon as you have scientific like this, papers. Yeah, like you can yeah. explain everything. And someone suddenly goes, "Oh, maybe they're not particles, maybe they're waves." And they're like, "Oh, oh no, maybe not waves, maybe they're particles." And they're yeah. like, "Oh, no, it doesn't work." And then we're like, "Oh, actually light is both. It's a particle yeah. and a wave." And you're like, "Oh, how does that work?" It's like, "Well, it, it's too difficult for you to understand how it's yeah. working, but, but it's good enough it. that the maths works and science yeah. works and stuff." And you're like, "Ah, that's unsatisfying." But you but if you, if someone then explains to you what phlogiston is, after you already know how light, or there's already a concept of how light works, and they're like, oh, I'm going to write an entire science fiction story about, like, phlogiston existing and how it works. You're like, no, that's not, that doesn't work. However, there are writers, I think actually Alistair Reynolds has written a book where phlogiston, no, anyway, I can't remember who it is, but there's this whole, like, part of a book where it's based on technology, no, it's based on science as science was understood in like 1820 or whatever like that. Right. It has, that kind of thing has been done. Yeah. So this book is, 
is up there with the, the the quantum tubules in the brain, which is a similar kind of time travel or oh, cross it's like it's the, like in in Star Wars when they introduce the uh, the what's the the things the yeah midi chlorians midi okay so that's the thing yeah this is it it's all right all right we're in Star Wars universe and midi chlorians exist all right here's a story which is all about the ramifications of too many midi chlorians or not enough midi chlorians and it was like wait what it's like oh yeah there's going to be a midi chlorian shortage there's going to be a midi chlorian apocalypse and all midi chlorians are going to be like multiplied and then wiped out in the world and you're like no stop doing it and it's all like and now this about midi chlorians it's sort of like all right so if we are going to do midi chlorians yeah okay we just need to accept it and if you accept the midi chlorians exist but like even star wars kind of like wrote midi chlorians like after that first you know after episode one i think they mentioned like once or twice more in the yeah. in the next in the next two movies uh, it's yeah so it's, so yeah this is this was midi chlorian uh, this is my new this is going to be my new thing so sort of like the premise is so flawed but based on this really flawed premise can you get a good story out of it yeah. it turns out yes but not very good oh, writing yes. and the initial premise he never convinced me of the original premise okay and it's difficult because that's the thing about time looping and time travel it's really difficult it to is. come up with something yeah. you can just say oh if this car goes fast enough we go back in time you know if this alien's blood gets on you and he yeah. goes back in you know all these different kind of things it's fine if that's if that's what it's you know if that's the premise it's fine i can accept really crazy time travel premises yeah but this is this is even pushing me yeah okay so we've got more than now. I want to wrap up in. Yeah, a I w yeah. I just want to ask. Yeah. Uh, why are you drinking my? I've oh, run out of water. Right. I need some water. Um, I'm talking more than you. I need your water. So how your overall like? Would you first of all recommend this no, to me? No, I wouldn't recommend this book. It's would not you recommend enough. it to other people. No, it's not. It's not worth oh. reading. Oh, okay. Like if you don't read this book, if, if you, you can read like. Read the first 15 lines of Harry August. Yeah. Read, watch Groundhog Day. Uh, watch Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. Read Minding Tomorrow by uh, me. Luke Bird. No, Edge of Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Forever. Edge of. What do you mean in the movie? The movie. Edge of Tomorrow. It is called Edge We've of Tomorrow. We said it. I think I know, ten times okay. in this Edge, podcast. Read, read Minding Tomorrow, my novel. Yeah. Because I do this same story better. In, in a better way, more satisfying way, and way shorter as well. And I think that's okay. a very important thing. Yeah. Even though it is 10 years old, I think it's... Oh, I should read it again just to make sure that it's not like <laughs> massively... up. Yeah, it could be really sexist um, and I don't know. Um, and, uh, okay. Yeah, and, and read, so the, read the Time Traveler's Wife. The... Read, read Slaughterhouse Five. Read The Light Brigade by Cameron Hurley. Right. Once you've done all of that other reading... So it's all in the line, all in the back? No. If you've read all of those things... Um, and then you're still going, hmm, I need some more time looping, read this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Otherwise, read all those other things. Those are my pre... They're all ranked higher, way higher recommendations. But the thing is, I think it is really now, like, getting to the point, I'm not saying that you've read all science fiction, but it is really difficult if you already have, like, a really, really, really high level of certain um, topics and areas... To get over that, how how is any any book with time travel going to be better than the books that you said? No, Cameron Hurley, The Light Brigade. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it came out like this year or last year. Okay. Read that book. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Right. That's my, if you after this whole review, what I'm saying is read The Light Brigade by okay. Cameron Hurley. Okay. That's what I'm saying. That sure. is my thing that I'm saying. But can there any other book be better than all these previous books? 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> like there will be another no. <laughs> in another five years. I'll read another book, which and I'll be like, it. well, this Light Brigade by Cameron Hurley really it's affected bad. me at the time. But now but this is the this book. Is, okay. Now this is the book. Okay. And you, it's okay. But because, it's not this book. Because Slaughterhouse Five came out uh, when I read that, and I listened to the audiobook, and yeah. it really affected me. And I was like, this is amazing. This is a masterpiece. Of course, that's really, it's like a, like I say, a classic. It is a masterpiece. It is one of the the like if you're going to rank the, the top novels of the 20th century, this book makes it into those lists you know yeah. it is one of that book yeah. and then i read cameron hurley's light brigade and i was like oh this is someone who understands what's going on there and is, Takes is working at that same level right in a way which makes me like jump up and down with glee and cry and went and go fuck i'm never gonna write anything that good <laughs> i mean i don't write novels anymore but yeah. it's it's that's that's the same thing like okay. you know there are there are these issues okay you know, yeah, it's good to know. But it's the same kind of thing. You, you you could say, oh, why would you ever watch another time travel movie? Just watch or oh, time looping movie. Just watch Groundhog Day. And I'm like, yeah, but we'll also watch Edge of Tomorrow because yeah, because this th- is th- like, that's in a this, different yeah, but because these are different genres. I think this is what comes. Okay, but what genre is this book that I just read? It's not a good enough genre. Yeah, and this is this a is genre what... of like oh, it's a bit mixed match. There's some mystery. There's some near science fiction. There's some weak science fiction ideas, and then we just go into like long range time loop. Time loop. What is that? Romance. Romance. Yeah. Yeah. Again, but they skip. They skip over the romance. Like I say, if you uh, if you skip the bit where the people fall in love, it's really difficult for me to call it a romance book. Yeah. Now all that is is a something that needs to be saved. Like, if it is is a romance, a, a capture. Like, if you're if the only point of the romance is you want to be in a relationship or you want to fall in love at the end of the, by the end of the story, you want to be in love. Yeah, that doesn't really feel romantic to me because what you're doing is you're seeing one person trying to capture another person into their life. Yeah, a romance is two people, two people making a connection. Figuring things out, figuring things out, and yeah. falling in love. Yeah, and they, you know, there's some good ways that can happen. That can, the other ways that it can't happen. That's why rom coms are really romantic. Yeah, because it's not just about with one person pursuing another. Also, if the ro- if the relationship that you have with something is just something that you can lose, it's like, hey, at the beginning of the book, we kill we kill the kid. It's sort of like it's not really a family movie if the whole point of it is that you kill the kid and then the people have trauma about the kid dying. <laughs> Yeah. It's not really a romance if the only thing that is sort of like, oh, we're together and we don't want to lose each other. It's sort of like, yeah, the, 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 the romantic relationship that you have is the stakes of how important, like what makes the story yeah. important to you. But it's not. But it's not a romance in its own right. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And that's why I think Edge of Tomorrow is very good because it's not a romance, even though there is like romantic feelings going on because they're so disconnected. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like a... Yeah. And that's why I wouldn't call Groundhog Day a romantic comedy, even though there are romantic comedy elements sort of like some kind of high concept, like two people getting together. Yeah. It could be classed as a romantic comedy, but it isn't a romantic comedy because I don't think it's the, the romance isn't at the heart of it. Yes. Whereas a lot of these other like high concept romantic comedies like he's lost his memory and she is the now the housemaid on so you know all that kind of different things <laughs> there these kind of things are like oh he needs a green card and he's canadian now he has to live in you know there's yeah. the, like the, what it is it's about the two people falling in love yeah it you know yes and how they anyway now we're just debating what genre is and how you can apply like what genre something feels yes, like the only the only uh, reason why i bring this up is because it it's keep said. saying genre bending yeah but there's the thing, it takes some tropes from something and takes some tropes from another thing and never puts them together in a coherent... Like, the, the time-looping trope is really, really strong. Yeah. But it 
It can't, you can't just be, oh, we're time looping now, because then you have to do something more with it. Yes. And the science fictional tropes that That's what I tried to say, is that the time looping and the time... uh, Yeah. Time travel stuff. Yeah. Is... If it is by itself, yeah. it needs to be very, very strongly just about this. Yeah. And if it's not only about this, it needs to have a really, really, really strong yeah. other yeah. genre. If the time it is travel is with, too easy, or if the time looping the is too easy, to there has to be another story exactly. being told. And yes. at this point, the, the, story, the other story being told, it takes to actually work out what they're trying to do, what they want to achieve at the end of the story, which mm. is always an interesting thing. Sort of like, what do they want to achieve by mm. the end of the story? Mm. You only find that out about two and a half hours, maybe two hours before the end of the book. Okay. Because at the start of the book, he wants to solve the mystery. In the middle of the book, they want to work out how the time travel works. Yeah. And at the end of the book, they want to stop the bad consequences of the time travel happening. Right. Well, that seems like a normal progression. It felt like three stories. Yeah. No, no. No? It, it, it feels was three like stories, three stories stuck you know, together. Three, three. Um, now there's a way acts, to make this work. Acts in a, in a play. In, no, but it's not three acts in the play. There is a way to make this happen. What is the unit of entertainment? Is the novel. It's not the first third of a novel. So in my mining tomorrow, there's actually three novels, and the first story, the first novel tells one story and it's self-contained. Yeah. The second one tells one story and it's also self-contained, and then the third story, you know. Is a, is a third story which isn't self-contained because it, it brings in the but two previous stories yeah. it brings the two previous stories together and finishes off the whole thing yeah and you need that kind of thing if this had been a three-part story one part one like really part one like novel one yeah but also like maybe novella one or short story yeah. one out of out of it would have been fine if this had been a fix-up novel of like here's a story here's another story here's yeah. another story it would have worked but it it kind of smooshes over the course of an entire right. novel Yes. And so the genre isn't well defined. The tropes are mushy. The romance is kind of like dangled out there and then kind of taken away from you. Yeah. Like the, the bad guy doesn't exist for most of the book. Yeah. You know, because when you fuck up time, the bad guy can like be kind of written out of history, but the consequences of what they do is still there. Yeah. And it's an interesting idea. Like, oh, we're trying to solve a problem that somebody else who doesn't exist anymore. Oh, you're going to persecute, like you're going to punish me for a crime that I didn't commit. You know, all these yeah. different kind of stuff. Yeah. Interesting stuff going on there, but it doesn't, the the weight it doesn't all hang exactly. together. Wait, yeah. All right. So what's your what's your rating? Like two and a half stars. Okay. Because there is stuff in there which is interesting. Well, it's not it's not that bad. I mean, you had worse. Oh yeah, a lot worse books. Worse books. But it does remind me of that replay book, which is sort of like oh, it's time looping, but like missing the mark with me. Yeah. And I think if you're gonna do time looping story and it missed the mark. Like, it has, there has to be other stuff which yeah. is really strong in there. Yeah, true. And the other stuff in it just isn't strong enough. Like, in Replay, I didn't want to feel like, you know, 40-year-old baby boomers were regretting in life. Like, that yeah. wasn't interesting yeah. to me because I'm not yeah, a 40-year-old I think, baby I think boomer. if you, with a time loop and time travel book, the story itself needs to be strong enough that if you take away the time travel and time loop, it's still a good story. Or... If, you, if there isn't a story apart from that, the story about time travel has to be really yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But that's that's the same thing with so many different science fiction stuff, like like a cloning story, like or you have two actors and there's not two actors, two characters and the same actors playing the same thing. Like if it was actually they just had natural twins playing the, like two, the two twins rather than yeah. you know uh, Jean Claude Van Damme playing the twins twice or whatever it's going to be, like all of these you know Jackie Chan, who am I? <laughs> or like as the two two things. Like if the movie wouldn't work. We didn't know the concept was one actor playing yeah. both parts. You know, Parent Trap, you know, that kind of thing, isn't it? The Parent Trap, they have the same actress doing the same thing. Like, uh, don't know. Yeah, no, you uh, don't know Parent Trap? No, maybe okay. I do know the movie, but maybe I don't know the English title. Okay. 
Anyway. In fact, I'd be really surprised if the German name for the, pro the parent trap was going to be the parent trap. What I'm saying is, like, if you actually just had two different actors playing the those two different roles rather yeah. than the same actor, yeah. if the movie still works in that way, yeah. it it's fine. Whereas then you get, like, some Eddie Murphy movies and he's playing lots of different characters. Yeah. And the movie isn't good enough, even if it yeah. was different, even if Eddie Murphy was playing the same... I mean, it works in some ways, but, yeah. like... The, the character has to be strong enough that even if you don't realise it's the same person or it is just a different actor, yeah. the movie would still make sense. Yeah. Anyway, okay, that's so it. We've talked half, a long time about this. Two and a half. 2.5 stars. Um, yeah, you can, you can actually find my novel if you go to lukeburridge.com and click on novel or is writing. Fiction. Novel, fiction. lukeburridge.com forward slash fiction.html. You'll be able to find some novels. You can just download them as text files or ebooks or whatever. I'm sure you'll be able to make it work. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not interested in selling them or trying to get them published. Never have been. That's why they've been sat on my website for ten but years. That's nice. I mean, yeah, it's good. It's cool. So right. thank you very much. Next up. Next up. Greg's post above prompted a thought. This is Ryan. He says this. I can't remember if Luke, if I ever mentioned version control by Dexter Palmer, but I think you, Luke, would enjoy it, and you probably Juliana too. It's one of those. What if we could change the past and make a new timeline story? But it, it is very cleverly done and written lot of, with a lot of wit. So I think I might try out another recommendation oh, of changing okay. the past. What Timelines, another timeline, time another changing. time travel story. Because you know what, I really enjoy this kind of stuff. Okay. And when these hit, they hit well. They, yeah, they're yeah. Good, good stories. That's true. All right. You know what? Well, I should, I'm, I should I'm do. I'm still, I'm still making my way through uh, the deepness in the sky. Uh, half, but how far? Halfway through. Don't know how long that will take. Yeah, we'll get to that as well. I uh, might or might not abandon it. No, I see this. I only gave the first 15 lies of Harry August 3.5 stars, but it, it, it's way better than this. Way better than this. So uh, um, this is like uh, the so future, there was obviously issues about, future recollection. This happens so often, yeah, that in the past, like I'll, I'll, I'll rate something. You'll something, and then in the future you think like... I have a much better memory yes, of it because I remember all the stuff yes, that I didn't like stuff. about it. Yeah, and then yeah. just the core concept and the, some core scenes will stick with mm. me. And I'll be like, oh, everything I remember about this book that is really, really good. good. And it's sort of like, oh yeah, but it was, it was like four hours too long. And the four <laughs> hours that I had to slog through, I didn't like. You yeah. know what? I'm sure that'll happen the same with this book. I'll be like, no, there was that really cool time travel ideas and some really fun <laughs> stuff that was going in. And again, it, it, I haven't spoiled anything about the book because all that you know all the character stuff all the character moments are still there you know all of actually quite a few of the weird time travel things and the consequences I haven't gone into okay but it but it's so difficult to talk about a book where you're yeah, like, like, oh, I, only want, I don't want to spoil anything that happens more than a quarter of the way into the book and it's sort of like yeah. the reveal is is like two-thirds yeah. or a third of the way through the book yeah anyway okay. wow this has been a long episode but again it's this is this is catnip to me um cool well Yes, That's follow it. me on Twitter. I'm at Luke Burge. Follow Juliana on Twitter and Instagram and stuff at J-U-K-U Berlin. Yeah, and also uh, go to the SFBRP listener group. Yes, and um, uh, as and you then... see, I do get to the books that people uh, people recommend. Yeah, also uh, episode feedback is always yeah. appreciated um, because it it's just nice to know that people like what we do here. Yes, thank you very much. Um, uh, what are you uh, reading now? We should wrap it up. Come on. Yes, I, I should do. Uh, thanks a lot for listening and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye.